Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean Cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 401. We're back with another cruise story this week, and this time we're going on Liberty of the Seas back in January 2020 to take a trip to the Western Caribbean on a family cruise. Here we go. So in last week's episode, we talked about, of course, cruises resuming this summer in North America, and that's fantastic news, but we're not quite there yet. We're still in, actually, in April now, but we still got a little bit of time to go, and that doesn't mean the cruise stories are going away yet. And uh, this week, we're actually back with another cruise story, talking about a Liberty of the Seas cruise out of Galveston, Texas, and to join me on this week's episode is James Gregg of Kansas City. James, welcome to the Royal Caribbean Block Podcast. Thank you so much, Matt. I feel like a, a 22-year-old girl at a Bon Jovi concert in the 1980s who was invited to come up on stage and sing Living on a Prayer. <laughs> Is that a is that a Courtney Cox reference or just in general? It was, oh no, just, was, was she in that one or is that another one? I I honestly don't know. Just in general, that's in general. that's the level of excitement I've got over here. Okay, I, I remember Courtney Cox was in some like music video when she was a nobody, and it was like in the video she's literally like brought up to the stage in that thing you're talking <laughs> about. So somebody will Google it later and send me an email and be like, Matt, that was actually insert band here. Anyway, <laughs> I am glad you're excited, James. And uh, listen, I love talking cruises. Pleasure to have you here. And uh, we're going back to well, actually, when, when are we setting our, our time machine to exactly today? Uh, time machine is going to be set to January of 2020. Nice. Uh, a time, yeah. A time when we were all so unaware of the, the <laughs> pending gloom and doom. Yeah. Right. January. Oh, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, there's also there's a great meme out there about. um. Uh, from Back to the Future, where it says, "Don't ever set the time coordinates to 2020," and it's like, <laughs> you know. And uh, anyway, never mind that. So, Liberty of the Seas. Now you live in Kansas City, so I'm assuming. Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong. You booked Liberty primarily because it's going out of Galveston, which would be either a reasonable car ride for you or a short plane ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always thought that if slash when I join the Royal Caribbean message boards, I want my screen name to be the Cruise Thief. <laughs> Because I love cruising. My wife and I have been on six or seven cruises, um, but I only sign up if I can get real dirt cheap rates. Mm. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a points hacker. I get the credit cards for the miles. So we weren't really concerned about the flight cost, um, but this was just a cheap cruise that we could take for myself, my wife, and our two kids who were three and one and a half at the time. Nice. Well, listen, there's nothing wrong with getting a great deal on a cruise, and they do appear every now and then. And, uh, you know, if you can take advantage of them and if you can work the system a little bit, there's absolutely deals to be had there. So I love hearing that. And so was this was uh, Liberty just basically you were kind of like, honey, I want to go on a cruise and you you found a deal or did the deal like the deal found you? How did this kind of work? Um, yeah, so our, our tradition was generally going on cruises in January so we can kind of get through Thanksgiving get through Christmas, get through New Year's and then go, oh, I'm, I'm either relieved that's done or I'm sad that's done, kind of depending on the company and the year. <laughs> um, but then we still got something to look forward to. So, uh, yeah, I actually I actually booked a cruise on Oasis of the Seas for this slot 755 days in advance. Ooh, Again, I got nice. a screaming deal on it. But then as we were getting closer and closer to sale date, we were kind of thinking, I I don't know if I want to spend quite that much. Is there a better option? Is there a cheaper option? Um, so this kind of kind of fit the bill for us. So we were just sort of looking out for January, 
um, you know, this class of ship, maybe an Oasis class of ship that was a decent deal. So we, we booked uh, two connecting interior rooms, which is what you do if you listen to this this podcast mm-hmm. uh, for myself and my wife and, and the two kids next door. Nice. By the way, unrelated, you mentioned your username should be the cruise thief. I just I have a great idea for your uh, avatar. It should be oh, yeah? the, it should be the hamburglar from McDonald's with like a with a tiki drink in hand. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> Please, no one take this. I need to go sign up for the message boards when we're done here. Okay. Anyway, sorry. It just came to me as we were talking about cruise thief, which is in my mind. Anyway, great. <laughs> by the way, great idea, of course. Uh, two rooms for families. Uh, a lot of families, especially uh, for, for someone like James and myself, you got two kids. Oh, we'll, we'll all stay in the same room because we do usually in hotel rooms on land. But on cruise ships, no, no, no. You want two rooms and two smaller rooms is actually oftentimes not only a money savings uh, tip, but also a great way to make it a little more family friendly in the sense that you get separation from your kids. And I'm sure, James, you understand you love your kids, but sleeping in the same room as them is not necessarily your idea of a fun vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And actually funny story to go along with that. When we just had our son, he was a year and a half old. When we took our first cruise with him, we did a five night on the navigator and we were like, well, let's just do, obviously we're not going to get one room for just our infant son. That seems extreme. Um, so let's do one room. We did a balcony on that one. And, um, when our mother-in-law picked us up at the airport on the way home, I cried because I was that happy. I don't know what it was, but like sharing the room with the kid and just like everyone crammed in there, not, not ideal. So thank you for the suggestion of two rooms. It's, it's way better. Yeah. So awesome. Absolutely. Well, it's a, it's a good tip. It's a time honored one. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, out of Galveston, uh, have you cruised out of Galveston before this? Um, no, we hadn't. And, um, when we, when we got into Galveston, we flew in the night before and then we took an Uber down to, uh, you know, down to the, the port city. Cause it's uh, it was like a 45 minute drive or something like that. Mm-hmm. My wife was not happy with me because <laughs> she's in the back of this Uber. Our two kids are exhausted. It's, it's like eight, nine o'clock at night and their bedtimes, you know, a, a wee bit before that. Um, we got to the hotel. It was the, it was the holiday inn and we got checked in and everything that was, that was smooth sailing. But then we got into the room and it was kind of like one of those damp sort of feeling rooms hmm. and then the band in the bar below us started playing <laughs> <laughs> so um needless to say we were excited to be in the hotel because we were going on a cruise but i'm not sure if my wife hears galveston and thinks like really fond memories uh yeah i mean that that's a, that's just bad luck i mean i would probably book i'm I, i'm actually an ish member and i probably look for holiday inns um to book cuz oh, yeah. they usually they usually safe bets i mean they're not going to be wow, they're going to wow you they're not going to disappoint you they're just quality you know they're clean they're they're reasonably priced they're going to do the job right but mm-hmm. man that's a uh, it's unfortunate there. Um, and yeah, yeah, James is not wrong there. Depending on which airport in Houston you fly into, the ride down to Galveston is somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour, assuming there's no traffic. Um, but yeah, with kids, especially later in the evening, it can be a little bit. Plus, you're driving with some random dude in their Uber. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of not ideal, certainly. But eh, OK, you're on vacation. That's yeah. kind of usually the makes it up for it a little bit. Yeah. And I like to think that those those awkward moments, those those moments that are kind of terrible when you're experiencing them are just so hilarious to look back on. That's like part of the fun of going on a vacation. You know what? No one ever had a great story that started with everything went exactly as planned. (laughs) So true. So true. 
All right. So uh, Liberty of the Sea, seven night cruise. You have your two inside rooms. Uh, you get in. Uh, I'm assuming there's nothing else eventful happened between your holiday, your damp holiday in and the ship itself. Fortunately, not. Fortunately, not. We. Oh, oh actually, actually, there was. Oh, gosh. So we're we're uh, we signed up for the the hotel shuttle to go from the the hotel over to the cruise port. And, uh, you know, those mornings are chaotic. There's a lot of people. There's there's stacks of luggage around. Um, one of the gentlemen that was driving the shuttle uh, came over to my wife and was like, hey, can I take your bags for you? And she was like, oh, that's, you know, that's great. I've got these two young kids I'm wrangling. I don't know what my husband is doing. <laughs> um, that's perfect. So they take our luggage out there and we're like, okay, sweet. There's the, there's the shuttle. And then she and I are talking, like thinking he's going to come back and be like, okay, hey, it's time to, it's time to get on the shuttle now. Yeah. Um, but, but he, he didn't do that. He came back about 15 minutes later and they're like, we left without you. Um, we <laughs> oh thought you were going to come follow us, but, uh, <laughs> um, you guys didn't get on the shuttle. It's, it's definitely time to get on the shuttle. So we were like, oh shoot. Like we're that, we're that family. Like we've gone on vacations before. Yeah. Um, so really after that, there were, there were no further incidences until, until we got on the ship. So that was. I'm not a I'm not a fan of hotel shuttles in general, but that's not the reason. <laughs> that's just the point. Yeah, you might think you might think the dude who took the your wife's uh, luggage might have turned around and be like, "Hey, where's that lady? I just took her luggage from, and I'm putting it in there." But okay, whatever. Yeah, well, fortunately, they they, they did come back. They thought of us and came back. It was a little sure. bit later, um, so you know, I, I applaud them for that. It just wasn't right away. I guess you had nothing really interesting in the bag, so that wasn't worth really taking off with that. So, well, uh, I mean, it would have been it would have been a rough you know, a rough week without. Oh, absolutely. Suicide. But whatever, whatever yep. you're on vacation. Absolutely. So, uh, Liberty of the seas. And, uh, I'm assuming this is a seven night Western Caribbean sailing. I'm going to guess, uh, Cozumel, Costa Maya, Belize. Ooh, no Cozumel grand Cayman. Ooh, Jamaica. Ooh. Okay. You got the mystery door there. That's nice. A little, oh, yeah. a little different. Okay. Had you been to these places before? Um, we've been to Cosmel a couple times. We have not been to Grand Cayman, so I was very excited about that one, and it did not disappoint. And my wife and I have been to Falmouth, but uh, that ended up disappointing for the kids. More on that later. <laughs> well, let's start with Grand Cayman then. Uh, okay. The Grand Cayman, of course, is a, is a tender port um, in the Cayman Islands, so you, that means the ship docks a little bit off the coast, not that far actually, and you take a little uh, ferry ride, if you will, from the ship down to shore. What do you have planned there? Um, well, I knew that in Grand Cayman, they've got the really calm water. It's great for scuba diving. Neither one of us had been scuba diving before. So exploration to scuba was the plan. Um, now, now, so we booked uh, that through a, Oh, go yeah, ahead. So I was going to say, well, let me stop you right there because you know, I'm not an expert scuba diver. In fact, I'm not a scuba diver at all, but the one thing I do know about scuba diving is one-year-olds don't typically scuba dive and three-year-olds probably not either so what was your plan for the kiddies uh, on this particular excursion uh we were going to rely on the wonderful people at adventure ocean there you go and that's that's a try the first is the first time you ever left the kids with adventure ocean um golly i think when we had our son on his first cruise he stayed with them when we were when we got off the ship for one of the ports oh we yeah we went to nachi and he definitely didn't come back with us <laughs> on that trip um but yeah, the, we, we'd used Adventure Ocean for the whole trip. Obviously, I've been a, a fan of the blog and podcast, so I knew they were great. And our son in the the three to six year old group was he loved it. Our daughter uh, in the in the nursery room, she didn't love it as much, but she 
she was okay. Yeah. You know, the first time we ever did it, my wife and I we were just thinking, oh my God, we're like, first of all, you always have that, th- that thought in the back of your mind, like, oh God, the ship's going to leave without us. Right. I've gotten <laughs> over that a long time ago. That's like, whatever. But like at the time we were paranoid. I think more, I think we were more paranoid, not that the ship would leave without us, but that we would like the children were crying the entire time waiting for us to get back. And I remember like we were in, I think this might've been, I don't remember what port it was, but we got back to the ship or like we, we even cut short what we had planned. We're like, we got to, our poor kids. We've abandoned them <laughs> and we get on board the ship and we get back to Adventure Ocean or the nurse or whatever it was. And the kids were like, they literally were like, why are you here? We're not done yet. Go back. And we're like, okay, we're going to go to the pool then, I guess. But um, yeah, no, it's a great service. I know it's a little jarring for parents who are dropping off for the first time. But as James just said, it's a great service. And Adventure Ocean is open when as long as the ship is in port. So Adventure Ocean has different hours at sea, but in port, they match the port hours. So if you want to do an excursion like James is talking about here, Scuba, which we'll talk about in a second, um, you can always have that as in the back of your uh, back of your head to be able to drop them off there. Even if your excursion starts at like 6 a.m., if it's booked through Royal Caribbean, they will literally open Adventure Ocean for your kids as long as it's a Royal Caribbean excursion in that situation. So um, good stuff there. Anyway, I'm on to the Scuba. Yeah, yeah. And I I should also add with the Adventure Ocean, this was day three or four into the cruise. So we had a sea day and we had an opportunity to kind of get the kids used to the idea of being there, you know, just kind of a couple hours in and out. So, um, yeah, can't can't say enough good things about it. Very much looking forward to them on our next cruise. So, um, but yeah, Scuba, we we booked through a third party. We did not do a Royal Caribbean uh, excursion for this one. And it was so, 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 so simple. We, we got off the tender. We walked out of the port area. We took a left. We walked for about three minutes and there was the scuba shop. And, uh, you know, with, with these excursions, I usually kind of anticipate being there in a group of people, you know, like maybe there's, maybe there's a, a one or two other couples, maybe there's 20 people. I don't know. Um, but this was myself, my wife and the instructor. So it was, it was incredible. Nice. It's I'm I'm glad to hear that because uh, obviously, like you said, Grand Cayman one of the uh, one of the best places to actually go diving. So that's fantastic. There now let's uh let's talk about Falmouth because you mentioned that the kiddies did not have a great time there. And I got a full disclosure, I have struck out more times than anywhere in Falmouth trying to find something that my wife and I and the kids can enjoy. So um, you're in good company when you tell this story. But please go ahead. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, so Falmouth, I, uh, we obviously looked around for excursions and we didn't want to do something that was like a 45 minute car ride each way with the kids. Um, so we were like, we, we got off and did something fun in Mexico, I guess more on, more on that in a minute. And I knew Grand Cayman was going to be a date day for my wife and myself. And so Falmouth was like, Oh, well, let's just, let's just find something real chill, real low key. We looked and looked, couldn't find anything. We ended up just getting off the ship and we uh, we went over to Margaritaville where the kids were l- legit mad that we were getting off the ship. But we we're like, we're in Jamaica. <laughs> we have to get off the ship. We have to at least go do something, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we got off. We went to Margaritaville. We got like a plate of fries. We swam in their painfully cold swimming pool. And then it started raining. And then we kept swimming in their swimming pool. And then we went back and it was like an hour and a half of, was that a good decision? I, I don't know, but we, yeah, I don't know. We did the same thing one time. We thought this is perfect. We're not going to, we're not wa- wasting time with the excursion. We're going to Margaritaville and they have a very nice pool. If you look at photos, you're like, wow, that looks really nice. Oh yeah. It's very, it's much smaller than it looks. Um, I don't remember it being cold. I just remember it did rain on us. I do remember that. And I also just remember our, my kids being in an awful mood. I have no idea why I can't recall. I mean, like, like you, like eventually 
your brain starts to block out why your kids, you know, <laughs> act ridiculous for absolutely no reason because you can't keep track of them all. But I recall, number one, I remember the pricing being absolutely ridiculous for like anything like, you know, oh, well, the kids go in the pool and I'll drink margaritas. Right. That, that sounds like mm. a reasonable plan. And I seem to recall like paying like $20 a drink or some absurd amount of money for like basic <laughs> mediocre, if you want to call it that food and drink which makes it even worse because you can't just drink your worries away as the Jimmy Buffett song goes. Um, it's just, it, it, it was very disappointing in a place where you think how badly could a pool and booze really go bad, but yeah, it's, and then it gets crowded because everyone else has the same idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So we got that. What happened in Cozumel? Cozumel was the, the bright star of the trip. Mm. And, I'm looking at the itinerary now. It was only the it was the first stop, so I, I almost wish we could have stopped there last just to save it for, for the end. But maybe the kids would have been melting down by that time. I don't know. But um, we went to Paradise Beach. Oh, that's a great place. Oh yeah, so absolutely fantastic. We we got out of the port area. Um, you know, it was like a three three mile long walk from the ship to to the street um, through vendors. Kind of kind of had to push some people to the side, but we got out there to the taxi line. And um, please don't hate me for this, but we saw the taxi line. And I, again, my wife looks down at the kids. I look at her and we're like, oh no, we can't wait. We can't wait in this long of a taxi line. So we did the old walk up the, the street about oh, yeah. a block away. And you know, there's a cab right there. So. There's no, this is a, this is a tried and true Matt Hotchberg approved tip in Cozumel. This is what James did, whether it was, he knew about it before, but um, just go to El Cid, which is the resort next door. It's got the big pyramid looking building and they have a taxi stand over there. It's a legit taxi stand. Anybody can go there, and it's about, I don't know, what did you think, James? Like a three-minute walk, maybe? Two minutes? Well, oh, I didn't even go to the resort. I just walked like up 100 the, feet up the okay, road. Okay, you just did my hand out. Yeah, people do that in New York all the time, by the way. I mean, it's <laughs> it's kind of a questionable move, but if you're the guy in the taxi, eh, it went, went for you. But anyway, um, you, can go to the, you can go to El Cid. They have a taxi stand right there, usually two or three waiting anyway, and <laughs> um, you can go right there and pick one up. So um, my question, for though, for you is not your morals. Um, but about your um, about your choice, because you mentioned earlier you went to Nachi on a different cruise, and this time you chose Paradise Beach. Paradise Beach is a it's not all inclusive. It's very low cost to go there, and you pay as you go, as opposed to Nachi Kakom, which you may have heard of before, which is an all inclusive beach resort. So why'd you pick uh, Paradise Beach this time? Uh, well, last time we went to Nachi because it was just my wife and I, and we knew it was all inclusive, so we can have some drinks, we can have some food. Or we did not take our our only child at that time. Um, but this time I was like, again, you know, we're trying to keep it on the cheap. We've got more kids. They're not making any money at home, so they're not contributing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we didn't just didn't think we'd be able to take advantage of, you know, being able to drink. Obviously, the kids aren't going to eat that much food because they're they're very young. So uh, we'd heard good things about Paradise. And uh, yeah, that made the decision. It's a great spot, by the way. It's really good if you have a drink package on the ship and you're like, I don't need to be drinking all day or at least... <laughs> You say that, and then you get on the beach, and it's a whole different story. Yeah. I get that. But, like, you're just looking for – you got kids. You're have a you not sure you're going to break even, quote-unquote, on an all-inclusive. And Paradise Beach is great for kids as well because there's a lot to do there. They have a giant pool. They have uh, inflatables in the in the ocean. There's a beach, obviously. Um, there's a lot to do. It's a really good option for people who aren't sure what they want to do. And for families, I think it's a great value there. So um, solid choice there all around. Um, did you have another port stop, or was that it? Um, no, that was it. But I have to go back and and reminisce on Paradise Beach for just a minute. Mm-hmm. We went straight to the beach because living in the middle of the country, you know, that's that's the one thing that we don't have here is is a great beach. So we go to the beach. 
um, you know, we set up, set up the camera. So it's going to catch, capture all the memories of the kids playing in the, in the sand and the surf. And man, they, they were just like, not loving the sand and the surf. And my wife and I are like, this is, this is amazing. I mean, we're in, we're in Mexico that it's 80 degrees We're we're swimming in the ocean. So we pack up there and we go back to the pool which uh, just blew our minds. Cause like you said, it's this g- ginormous pool and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it, is it heated? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we get in this pool and it's like bathtub temperature, maybe, maybe slightly cooler. So it's still pleasant to swim in, but man, we just spent all day just jumping in the pool. Um, just having a great time, not really doing much of anything. And it was just like this, this beautiful Mexico sun, this, amazingly heated pool. So we don't have to worry about being cold in or out of the water. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was magical. I'd highly, highly, highly recommend that for any, any parents with, with young children that, that like the water. Yeah. Our family is just like you, James. We, we listen, the beach always looks nice in pictures and everything like that, but Mm -hmm. we're, 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 we're pool people. We just like, it, it's a little, I don't know, it's cleaner. Like, it's just not, I'm not talking about like the, the ocean is dirty. Like it's just like less the sand, like no sand to deal with. Um, it's relaxing. You've got the there's a bar in the pool to go to, which is great for the adults. And uh, yeah, we're just I know this is some heresy for a lot of people, but I just we just end up by the pool as well. So you're in good company there as well. Um, Now, I got to say in your email, you mentioned something happened uh, and you had an explosively good time. (laughs) It was the exact (laughs) quote there. So uh, let's talk about your explosively good time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, so, so Falmouth was our, our last stop. And then we had two sea days coming back and I don't know what it was, but I think I contracted uh, a moderate stomach bug from something somewhere. Mm. And that's not me, especially nowadays. If someone is listening to this, you know, when it comes out, I'm not knocking the cruise industry for their cleanliness standards, but I'm just thinking I just got like sick somehow. Um, so this, I think is a testament to, to cruises though, because I was like out of commission, one of the sea days coming back. Um, but it was, it was great because my wife had adventure ocean. She had mini golf. She had all sorts of fun stuff on the cruise that she could do with the kids while I basically just laid in bed sick, um, you know, reading a book or sleeping or whatever. So I, I'm sure I could go into a lot more details than that, but I'm not sure if it's, uh, if it's podcast uh, appropriate <laughs> well i appreciate it keeping it clean here um, <laughs> but listen, I, 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 mean, tr- I tried to keep it clean that that entire experience yeah of course and uh i, I, I mean i hope it sounds like it didn't at least not, in hindsight it certainly hasn't doesn't seem to have hindered your memory of the cruise there um but listen we've all got you know travel stomach is something that happens to me a lot it's just, just this idea that i mean for me i don't necessarily get like sick as in like you know i've contracted something but like it's very easy to get especially when you're moving around, um, you know, you're in different places, eating different foods. It can happen to the best of us, right? But it's good to hear that, obviously, number one, you have two rooms. That's really helpful in that kind of a situation because now yeah. you're not like, you know, uh, you know, putting the kids in the same room as you. But also, it also helps, you know, you're like you said, your wife can take the kids and do other things and you can kind of just, you know, usually there, it sounds like it's more of a 24-hour kind of thing. It's been my experience as well. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that I'm not alone, but I, I uh, you know, I hope that doesn't happen to anyone else listening. Yeah, no, it's just you got to, you know, you got to listen to your body at sometimes and, you know, you can get sick anywhere. It happens everywhere um, and, and cruise ships are not exempt from it. Certainly there's tropes about that, which are are, are not accurate um, in terms of, you know, the, the, you know, the whole floating Petri dish thing. But, um, you know, 
like I said, everybody gets sick anywhere, but they do a good job of keeping it contained, obviously. And, you know, you were able to, you know, deal with it there. So um, how'd you like Liberty of the Seas, though? Um, we loved it. We've been on Independence and gosh, I want to say maybe Liberty before their, uh, the revitalization of it, but um, yeah, really enjoyed, we really enjoy this class of ships because to me it's, it's big enough to be a big ship. Um, but you get like that sweet spot pricing. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think before they moved these to the, the, uh, the Miami Fort Lauderdale area where they're doing the, the short uh, Coco K trips, I think these, these ships had just fantastic pricing. Um, yeah. So loved it. Love the water slides on it. Love the, uh, what is, is it the tidal wave that's yep. on this one? That's okay. Did you go on that? Oh yeah, man. That was fan. That was amazing. At the top of the ship, you're, you're up there, you're doing the zero G side of the, the, the slide. You're thinking, am I going to fall off? I don't know, but it's a, it's a great time. <laughs> well, yeah, the, uh, for those who are unaware, the tidal wave slide is a boomerang slide. I think is what it's technically called. And you go on a raft and you basically go straight down and then straight up a near vertical wall. So you get this moment of weightlessness as you come back down that same wall. They have a very similar slide now at uh Coco perfect day, Coco key. So, um, yeah, uh, it, it's a really fun experience. You should definitely uh, check it out there. Yeah, so I think these ships are fantastic. And the addition of the water slides and all the extra fun stuff that they've done uh, more recently is just kind of kind of plussed them up and, and made them something I think everyone should look at. Yep. And by the way, as a as the uh, cruise thief that you are, the Freedom and Voyager class are some of the best values out there because they're they're big ships. But because there are newer, bigger ships out there, the the pricing just ends up, I, I, like you said, the Voyager and the, and the Freedom class are in that sweet spot of pricing where it's like you're not paying top dollar for the newest ship, but you're still getting an amazing return on what you're getting because obviously these ships have been upgraded. The, we just talked about the water slides there and, um, you know, Freedom of the Seas just got her royal amplification in, in right around the same time you were on this cruise. So uh, lots of good choices there. Before I let you go, James. Um, you wrote me in the email. You also have a question for the podcast. You're here. So uh, why don't you ask me the question and then I can answer it for you. Let's go to kill two birds with one stone. That's spectacular. I, when I wrote, I wasn't sure how backed up you were going to be with, uh, with, you know, requests for recording. So um, I'm looking into a, uh, a trip on an Oasis class vessel in the near future. Uh, again, with the same traveling party, myself, my wife, and, and our two young kids. I believe they got the Adventure Ocean Theater and I'm just curious if that theater runs movies so that I can I can bring my kids and check them in so they can watch a movie while we go somewhere else. Or if that's uh, just a family movie theater um, for the kids with parents and, and we would need to be there. It's a good question. So the Adventures in Theater, is, I, I'm really thinking it's family theater, right? It's not supervised. That being said, I don't think anyone would yell at you if you left your kid, like if your kids went there. I'm sure there are older kids that come in there and, you know, just kind of check out the movie and whatnot. But it's definitely a family theater. It's not meant to, unless Adventure Ocean, like when you check them in, brings them over there. Um, if they have an open screening, I think typically you're supposed to be parents are supposed to be there. Um, again, it depends on the age of your kids and and whatnot. Um, and obviously the issue would be more that obviously there was an issue during the screening, you know, somebody's boisterous or what have you. But I think the official answer you'll probably get is that it's not supervised. It's not like Adventure Ocean where, you know, okay, we're going to show Shrek now, drop off your kids and come back here in two hours and pick them up. Um, it's not going to be that kind of a scenario. Okay, thanks. Yep, there you go. And, of course, if you want to send me your emails, uh, just like James, you'll hear the uh, – we'll do the podcast segment here in a second. 
you can always send them to uh, Matt at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. But James, uh, thank you so much for uh, for for joining me here today and telling us all about your Liberty of the Seas cruise out of Galveston. And hopefully one of us will figure out what to do in Falmouth. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, time to answer your listener emails. We already answered one, as you just heard, but hey, this is the official start of the segment with the music. The music is what makes it official. That was just a little bit of a bonus earlier. And if you want to send me your email, send them to matt at realcrimianblog.com. Matt, M-A-C-C, at realcrimianblog.com. First email this week, Stephen Lima writes it and says, I've got two questions slash suggestions. First, how about a podcast where you check in with Super Mario and see what he's been up to with cruises being shut down, where he is, what he's been doing, what are his plans once cruising resumes? The second question is any thoughts on a blog cruise? I've been itching for a cruise, and I'm thinking about booking one, just waiting for the go-ahead from the CDC and all parties involved. Great suggestions slash questions. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. Uh, with Super Mario, I think it's a great idea, but ever since the cruise has ended, I don't know how to contact him. Um, I, the only way to really, that I ever knew to contact him was on a cruise ship. And uh, a lot of people have been wondering, so Super Mario, if you have no idea who we're talking about, he is the uh, top cruiser in Royal Caribbean. They call him Super Mario because he's got like, I think at last count, like something like 8,000 crown and anchor points. Yeah, I have like 300. So he has 8,000. It's a lot. He basically lives on a ship. Anyway, when the cruising shut down, a lot of people want to know about that, but I haven't heard a peep out of him. I'm assuming he's fine. I think he, he has a condo in Miami from what I understand. So um, I have no reason to believe he's not just like doing what everyone else is doing, which is sitting around doing nothing. But uh, if I hear any updates and if I have the opportunity to do, to talk with them, I'm sure I've, including yourself, Stephen, and I know a lot of people want to know about that. And a blog cruise. So we have a Royal Caribbean blog gr- group cruise scheduled for uh, November of 2021. That's still on. It's I'm until Royal Caribbean cancels it. I'm planning on going on. That'll be Harmony of the Seas over Thanksgiving. But for group cruises in 2022, I'm holding off on booking them for the exact reason, Stephen, you mentioned. The last sentence of your email says, uh, warm regards. But before that, the last sentence was just waiting for the go-ahead from the CDC and all parties involved. And I am as well. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to plan any more group cruises until I know that when we plan one, it's going to go. I don't want any more disappointment out there. So I feel like at this point, we're better off just waiting for a clear indication of which sailings will actually happen and then book those. Now, certainly there are cruises this summer, as you as we talked about in last week's episode, you know, Adventure out of the Bahamas and... Um, Vision out of Bermuda. It, it, I'm not ready to, first of all, it's still a little bit of an unknown factor. I think they're going to sail. In fact, I'm pretty darn sure they're going to sail. The That's not the issue. The issue for me is just, you know, is it a known entity? And of course, being having to fly would be kind of an issue there. So I, I think for all those reasons, I'm hesitant to pull the trigger on that right now. That may change if their seasons get extended and we get cruises into the fall and things are going well and I have a great time on my ship. Maybe we'll change my mind on that, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But for right now, in terms of other Royal Caribbean blog group cruises, um, we're going to hold off until sometime uh, next year, uh, or I don't know, hold next year. I mean, we'll be a cruise in 22, but the question is, I'm not going to hold off until announcing something until, again, we have a better idea of uh, what to expect. So hope that makes sense to your to your question there. Uh, next email is from our good friend, Mr. Joe Mock. So here are my questions. Looks like a very few specialty dining options on Adventure of the Seas. Jamie's, Chops, and Izumi, and Johnny Rockets. And it looks like Izumi does not have hibachi. Is that correct? That is correct, Joe. Um, in terms of specialty dining, it's funny that you think that's limited. I mean, that's pretty much par for the course, I would say. Certainly compared to an Oasis class, Joe, you're absolutely right. There's just there's Oasis class and there's everything else. But that's pretty much standard. You're going to find, you know, three plus Johnny Rockets. Uh, most of the... Uh, Voyager, uh, Adventure of the Seas, a Voyager class ship is not a smaller ship. But you know what I mean? Like, 
it, it, it's pretty much to par for the course. But yes, that's you're not missing something there. That's basically it. There's also chef's table, which would not be included with a specialty restaurant package, but is also another option as well. And uh, Joe also writes, I see that admission to the Cocoa Beach Club is $150 per person, which gives you all they have to offer, like a meal at the restaurant, infinity pool, etc. But for $1,000, $9.99, you get a Cocoa Beach Club side cabana and admission for eight people. Am I reading that correctly? You are indeed. So really, Joe, the question is, of course, if you have two people coming with you, right? You know, you and maybe your brother, right? Your wife, yeah, the cabana, you know, then you're paying 500 a person, right? But yeah, if you got a group, and it's supposed to be, you can split the cost. I love cabanas for that reason, uh, Joe, uh, especially the Cocoa Beach Club cabanas as well as the uh, Thrill Water Park cabanas because they come with admission to those places and it really adds to the value. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a splurge. Don't get me wrong here because even at $150 a person for the Cocoa Beach Club, forget the cabana, that that's way too much in my opinion. I wouldn't pay more than 100 But when you get the cabana and if you can have four, six, eight people, yeah, then the value proposition is a whole lot better on that. So, um, it's it's really good stuff there. And uh, let me know. Well, I'm gonna say let me know what happens. We're on the same cruise, so I'm sure I'll see exactly what's gonna happen there. But I'm very excited, as you are as well, Mister Mock, for those Adventure of the Seas cruises out of the Bahamas. I just can't wait. I am so excited for this. It's not. I mean, listen. It's been over a year. Um, for some people, maybe not a big deal. For me, that's a huge deal. I, I am so ready to go back on a ship. Our entire family is ready to go back on a ship. It's very still surreal that we actually have a cruise to go on. Like it's actually going to happen. It's weird feeling, but weird in a good way. Next, we have uh, an email from Jerry Viola who writes, "Hi Matt, my wife and I were bookending two cruises: the Navigator from Fort Lauderdale, uh, January twenty fourth, twenty twenty two, to." January 28th, 2022. And then the Mariner of the Seas leaving the next day out of Cape Canaveral on January 29th. The Mariner cruise was just canceled. We have an option to rebook Mariner on the 28th out of Cape Canaveral, now a six-day cruise for the same fare we paid for our original five-day. And the same day we're returning on Navigator in Fort Lauderdale. We would have to disembark the Navigator in Fort Lauderdale, then drive to Port Canaveral to embark on the same day. We'll have our own car, and it is doable. My wife and I thinks it would be a great adventure, or my wife thinks it's a great adventure, but I think I'm nervous we won't make it because we'll be delayed. What are your thoughts? Pre-COVID, thanks for the email, Jerry. Pre-COVID, it, it's certainly possible. I mean, the drive from Fort Lauderdale to Port Canaveral is less than three hours. You know, probably tune some change, and uh, you could definitely do it. Pre-COVID, I wouldn't say. I would tell you this is what I would tell you pre-COVID, Jerry. I would say, you know, make sure you're off the ship early. Don't wait until like nine thirty to get off the ship, as an example. Um, you know, get your getting the rental car. It'll be a bit of an annoying thing because a lot of other people will be doing that, but you'll be on the road by you know, nine, nine thirty ish, depending on how early you get off the ship, but almost certainly doable because you'd have to be to the Port Canaveral by one or two o'clock. And that's very easy to do. If you're very, if you just go straight there, right? I think that would be possible. The, um, post COVID it's harder to answer that question because we just don't yet know what changes will happen with, um, disembarkation and embarkation. Now, right now, um, with these cruises out of the Bahamas and out of Bermuda, they're doing much later sailaways. Uh, they're actually the Bahamas is like nine o'clock, which is really so that would that provide a lot of time. But that doesn't mean, Jerry, that it's going to happen for you. Here's what I would do. Here's what I would say, Jerry. If I were you, book it. Take the it's a good deal, right? So put take that take that replacement sailing on Mariner that was just canceled, and take the one that now goes out on the same day and book it. And as we get closer, you got plenty of time, my friend. So as we get closer, you can always cancel. I mean, you get the future cruise credit with the uh, Cruise of Confidence program. So you always have that in the back of your pocket. You'll say, all right, Matt, you know what? If, if we go through this summer, I mean, in the fall, and you see 
boy, that kind of a plan just isn't practical, you can always cancel. So I think you're better off holding on to it and then deciding later rather than trying to decide now. That'd be my advice to you. Uh, as long as you're okay with, you know, the, you know, almost really hard for that cash refund that you'd be able to get now. That'd be my advice. But, you know, I'm also a cruiseaholic, so. <laughs> but you sent the email here, so I think you probably know where that's where I'm going with that one. So there you go. Thanks, Jerry, for the email. And our last email today is coming to us from Austin, who writes, Hey, Matt, I recently discovered your podcast and really enjoy listening to all your insight on Royal Caribbean Cruising. My wife and I just booked a sailing on Explorer of the Seas for May 2022. We have some friends who were considering going with us, but they're apprehensive to book right now, given the circum the given the current uncertainty around cruising. My question is, what can we do to coordinate dining with our group if everyone is booked on separate itineraries? The maximum size of the group would be six people. We have signed up for My Time Dining, but given that this is my wife's first cruise, this might be changed so that we can enjoy having the same weight stuff every night. Uh, awesome. Thanks for the email. So to coordinate dining across separate reservations, no problem. You just have to link your reservations. What that means is you have to ask your travel agent to put your friend's reservations, reservation numbers on link the reservations on your reservation and they have to do the same. So you can't just do it one way. Both of you have to do that. And then if you do that, you can coordinate that way your reservations are linked together. And then theoretically anyway, Royal Caribbean in if you do the same, if you all pick the same dining time, you should all be grouped together. Six is no problem at all in terms of uh, being able to get a table for that. That would not be a challenge at all. Um, so that's how you do it. That's that's the basic gist of it. And in terms of uh, your friends who are apprehensive, the Cruise of Confidence program is really what I would point to. Say, listen, you book now, we we lock it in. But if you decide later on, even be, you know final payment date, obviously you can cancel. Number one, book and refundable. Number two, with the Cruise of Confidence, you know if you get to you know I don't know a month or two before the cruise, a couple weeks before the cruise, they don't want to go anymore. You can cancel for a future cruise credit. Keep that in mind. Make sure you're very clear about that part. But you know at least you have that flexibility, which didn't exist before COVID so they can change their mind. So hopefully that answers your question, helps you out a little bit there as well. And thank you to Austin. Thank you to everybody for checking out this episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. If you want to send me your email, you can do so by sending it to matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com. So until next time, I'm Matt, and we'll talk again real soon.